Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. Father, we praise your name. We thank you, Lord. Father, we thank you that you're present with every one of us in our homes. We thank you that you, you fill us afresh with your Holy Spirit this morning. Holy Spirit, we are totally dependent on you to live the life that you have given us. We thank you that you are in us. Yes. And Holy Spirit, we want to be led by you every day, every week. We want to be sensitive to your voice at this time, hearing what you are saying and then responding to that, knowing how you want us to live, what that looks like and means. We thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are with us. We thank you that you yes. go before us. Yes, we Lord. thank you that you are leading us. We praise your yes, name. Lord. Yes, Lord. We thank you. Father, we thank you that you give us ears to hear what you are saying this morning. You give us that understanding of who you are and what that means yes. into our lives. So we yes, exalt Lord. you. We praise yes, you. We Lord. thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank thank you Jesus. Thank, thank you, Lord. Well, it's great to, uh, great to be together uh, again, church in our home this morning, right across the region and, and beyond. And God has been speaking a lot over these last few months in our lives. He's been giving us like a big picture of what he's doing and what he's saying, but he's also been speaking very personally into our own lives in terms of our relationship with him, with one another. What does it look like to live day by day in the micro compared to the macro of what he is saying and doing. And last week we, we spoke about, we named the message last week, Go Get Goma. And uh, it was really about that covenant relationship that God has made with us as a covenant God and how we respond to him when we give our lives to him and then come into that covenant relationship. And that covenant means I'll never ever leave you and I'll never ever forsake you. But then also God, we, we looked at the word and God shows us how he has a covenant towards people because of the cross and what he's made possible through going to the cross, taking on the sin of mankind, taking every sickness, everything that could separate us from him. He's taken all of that on himself, on the cross. And the, the, the Bible says that Jesus became sin. Why did he have to become sin? So that sin could no longer uh, be on our lives saying you are guilty and you deserve eternal separation from God. So Jesus took all that sin upon himself to make it possible for us to be forgiven and to be brought back into relationship with him. And that shows God's covenant heart. And yeah. we were looking at what does that mean for us then? If, if God moved towards us before we even knew him, because he is love and that covenant says, I'll never, ever leave you, never, ever forsake you. Then he wanted us to have that same heart towards the towns that we live in, the cities where we live. So we were responding to God saying, Father, I want your heart for my city, my town where I live. And I want to move towards him, even though many don't yet know you at this time. I still want to have a heart of love that doesn't reject, it doesn't condemn, it doesn't judge, but one that comes with compassion and grace and mercy. And how many of you know that in order to live that out, we need the Holy Spirit <laughs> yeah. in us day by day. We need to be reliant on the Holy Spirit. We need to be pulling on the Holy Spirit yeah. constantly saying, Holy Spirit, I can't live this Christian life without you. I can't worship God without you because you're the spirit of worship. I can't pray without you because you're the spirit of prayer. I can't live without you because you're the spirit of truth that shows me how to live out this life that you have given me. And so I just want to read a couple of scriptures and, and just make a couple of comments really before handing over to Jane and letting her kind of take the bulk of the message this morning. Because believers, we respond today. God's going to be infusing us afresh with his Holy Spirit to enable us to live the life that he has called us mm. to. What does Jesus say in Matthew chapter 5? verses 14 to 16. He says, you, saying believers, the church, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Now we've had this scripture a lot in these last few months. 
Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. Verse 16, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Now this phrase, a city on a hill cannot be hidden. I jotted this down the other day. In amongst all the noise of the news, social media, and what the government are saying about various things, there is a sound in the spirit that is rising. At this moment, it's not being heard by those people, the news and the media and the government, but it is being heard by the church. The sound in the city on the hill, which is the church, is coming alive in a new way so that the world may know mm. who God really is. And when I jotted that down, I had this picture of the world, kind of uh, people in the world that don't yet know Jesus are kind of walking around like they've got a big pair of headphones on. You know, you know when you've got headphones on and you've got your music playing and it's pumping out, you, you're oblivious to everything else around you. You're not aware of what's going on. You're, you're, in the, you're in the own song or the tune or the rhythm of that moment locked away in your own world. And on one level, it's like the world is walking around with a huge set of headphones Phones, living to its own sound, its own rhythm, its own tune. And it's not really aware of the sound of God. It's not really aware of what God is saying and what God is doing. But the church, God is removing. He's been removing the headphones. He's been removing stuff in us that keeps us in a, it locked into our own lives, our own world. He's been removing those so that we hear the sound of what he yeah. is saying. We hear the sound and the movement of what the Holy Spirit is doing so that we live with without those things on. So we live tuned in, but then what does God want us to do? He then wants us to live and to speak to the world that has got some headphones on, but in a frequency and in a way that they can understand and, uh, and live. And it's this sound that we're talking about, this sound of the Spirit, the way the Holy Spirit is moving and working, that was at work in the early mm. church, okay, when they were baptised in the Holy Spirit. And Acts 2, 1 to 4, which many of us would know, these verses, maybe some don't if you're new to the church and everything. It says, when the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place, around 120 people or so. They were praying. Suddenly the sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them. Notice that word, all of them. It wasn't just one or two, but all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Interesting how there was wind, there was the movement of the Holy Spirit, there was fire, there was the life of the Holy Spirit. And what did it cause them to do? They all began to speak in another language. They weren't just speaking in their natural languages. They were now speaking with a heavenly language, a language of the Spirit, okay? What happened next? They spilled out into the street, speaking in all these different languages. And the people in the street were like, wow, uh, what is that sound that we're hearing? What is that sound and it caught their attention, grabbed their attention. They wanted to know what it was. And there's a sound in the early church that was at work that is the same sound that is going on in us. It's a work of the Spirit. It's a movement of the Spirit. Okay. And what did it cause to take place in the early church? What did it cause to take place? It says in Acts 2.42, it says, they devoted themselves. What did they devote, devote themselves to? Four things, the apostles teaching the word of God to the fellowship, to the sharing of life, to the breaking of bread, communion and to prayer. So why was that so important? They were, they were devoted to the word, why? Because that had become the loudest voice in their life. That had become the clearest voice. So amongst all the noise of a Roman culture that was pretty oppressive, uh, in amongst the religious culture with all the Pharisees that were trying to take the reality of God out and just follow form and tradition. In the midst of that, the loudest voice was God's word, the truth. So they were a people of truth. We want to live according to the loudest voice, which is God's voice. Yeah. Then it said they were devoted to the fellowship. What does that mean? They shared everything in common. What does that mean? It means a selfless life. 
Man, that has to be the Holy Spirit to live a selfless life. Part of our Western culture is me, my and I. It's get to the top no matter what it takes. All of that kind of stuff that is very self-centered. And, and what we see here, the work of the Holy Spirit as he, as he moves in our hearts is a selfless life. I want to give to you. I want to serve you. I want to bless you. I want to share with you what I have. And if you need anything, I want to provide for you. Then it was communion, the breaking of bread. What does that mean? It means a Christ-centered life. It means this is who Christ is mm -hmm. in me. This is what the work of the cross accomplished. I'm no longer a person that's living in sin, controlled by it and trapped by it. I'm now being forgiven. The power of that has been broken off of my life and I'm now a new person in Christ. So when they broke bread, they reminded themselves, this is who Jesus is. This is what he's done. And now we're living in the power mm. of who Christ is in us. Mm. And the fourth thing was being a people of prayer. Why? Because they saw how Jesus prayed and when Jesus prayed, things happened. And so they knew, man, we want to be a people of prayer. One, because we want to be dependent on the Holy Spirit. Without yeah. prayer, nothing's going to happen. But secondly, they knew that prayer was intimacy. Prayer included hearing from God. So what did the Holy Spirit produce? He was producing a lifestyle, a kingdom lifestyle. <clears throat> and that's what God is doing in us at this moment. And these guys in the early church, in the midst of an oppressive anti-God Roman Empire culture, the church grew, the church thrived, mm. the church increased, the church influenced, the church affected. Yeah. Even a little while, after, not, not long, weeks, months even, after the Holy Spirit had been poured out, the Pharisees got some of the apostles together and said, hey, you guys have filled this place, Jerusalem, mm. with your teaching. You've turned the place upside down. Yeah. So even though there are <laughs> pressures on the outside, even though there are many forecasts of what the coming months may bring, even things that the coming years may bring uh, in terms of our economy, in terms of jobs, in terms of lifestyle, in terms of the value of the pound, in terms of all kinds of things that are being said, there, are, there is a natural kingdom, but there's also a, a heavenly kingdom. And when you know Jesus, mm. the source of our life, the source Amen. of what we live on is from another kingdom. Mm. If you don't know Jesus, that might sound weird. It's like, are you extraterrestrial? Uh, you know, but we have one that is not uh, normal living in us. He's supernatural. Oh, and therefore, going forward, being a people of faith is going to be so, so key. And so another scripture in 1 John 4 verse 4 is, greater is he than he, that is in us than he that is in the world. And the early church, because of the Holy Spirit, grew, thrived, increased, yeah. influenced and impacted the culture around. Mm. So it didn't take long once the gospel started to go to other nations that many, many people in the Roman Empire began to be born again. And ultimately, Christianity overtook the Roman Empire because Christianity continued to increase and the Roman Empire decreased. Mm. So no matter what the news is, no matter what the forecasts are, no matter what the challenging times might be in the natural, in God, yeah. we can thrive, yeah. not just survive. Yeah. But we need to be dependent on the Holy Spirit and living according mm. to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So if the Holy Spirit was producing the same lifestyle then, which if we, if we understand what happened in there, it says the result of what he was doing, they were in awe of who God was. Mm. There were many wonders and miraculous signs. Mm. They were one together in their life. They shared everything in common. They met daily. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts. They praised God. God's favour was on them mm. and he added to their number daily. Yeah. The church is not on the decrease. Why? Amen. Because God's kingdom is not Amen. on the decrease. God's kingdom is advancing. Amen. And yeah. as we are part of God's kingdom, then we continue to advance, yeah. okay? And we continue to move forward. So what is it that God wants to continue to work in us so that we continue to grow yeah. and thrive and move forward in this time and in yeah. this season going forward? Mm. Um, just thinking back to a verse that I used last week um, in Isaiah 61, it said, all who see you 
in your prosperity, and that's wholeness of life, not just finances, they will recognize and acknowledge that you are people whom the Lord has blessed. Yeah. And that, like Clive's been saying, that's what happens when God is in our lives, when the Holy Spirit is in our lives. And we're gonna look this morning at a bit more in depth about what the Holy Spirit does in us. And for many of us who've been Christians or at church for quite a long time, you might recognize these verses, but there are also many joining us in these days that, that haven't been to church before, um, don't necessarily know who Jesus is, or who the Holy Spirit is. And for the, all the guys that went through the Holy Spirit uh, day yesterday, these are gonna help just reinforce who the Holy Spirit is in you and what he does in you, what he does in his people, that he um, presents himself to the world, if you like, who he is and his power. So I'm gonna go through different verses um, this morning that just speak about this. And in John 14, 26, Jesus said this. He said, I'm going to send the helper, the comforter, the advocate, the intercessor, the counsellor, the strengthener, the standby, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, in my place to represent me and act on my behalf. He will teach you all things and he will help you remember everything that I've told you. So the Holy Spirit comes to live in each one of us when we confess Jesus is Lord and ask him to come into our hearts and lives. It's the power of the Holy Spirit in us that changes us. We don't have to change ourselves. The Holy Spirit makes us like Jesus. And in Galatians 5, 22, 23, it says this, the fruit of the Spirit. So that means everything that the Holy Spirit does in our lives brings this love, joy, peace. We all need that. <laughs> we need the peace with God and peace with ourselves and peace with one another, amen. And these are things that the world craves. Yeah. Just love, knowing that we're loved, joy, that's not brought on by externals, but, by, but inside of us, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. These are all things that everybody needs in their lives. And this is the power of the Holy Spirit in us. And when you look at the word peace, the Hebrew word shalom expresses the idea of wholeness and completeness. Wow. To be whole, to be made whole yeah. is just is everything. Having the peace of God in our hearts and lives, being at peace with God, being at peace with yourself, where you can sleep at night, where nothing that this world throws at us stops us from being at peace. is a tranquility in our soul that is unaffected by outward circumstances or pressures. Yeah. Only God can do that in us. And it's interesting, this is the Greek word, I don't know if I'm saying this right, but I'm gonna say Irene. The Greek word Irene for peace strongly suggests the rule of order in place of chaos. Wow. Right. It's brilliant. In a world that is in chaos, in unprecedented times, we can have God's order and power by the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Wow, this yeah. is amazing. Thank you, Lord. So knowing that we're loved and accepted by God, at peace with God and ourselves, that's what changes us. Yeah. That, it changes everything, amen? And I wanna read these verses over you from Ephesians 3, okay? So just, these aren't coming up on the screen, just receive this word as I speak it over you. And God is gonna work. Yeah. May you be strengthened and spiritually energized with power through His Spirit in your innermost being and personality. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And may you, having been deeply rooted and securely grounded in love, be fully capable of understanding the width and length and height and depth of His love. Mm fully experiencing the amazing, endless love. 
that you may come to know through your personal experience, the love of Christ, that you may be filled up throughout your entire being to all the fullness of God so that you may have the richest experience of God's presence in your lives, yeah. completely filled and flooded with God himself. Yeah. Wow. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly more than all that we dare ask or think, yeah. infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes or dreams, according to his power that is at work within us, yeah. within you. To him be glory in the church. Wow. Oh, wow. Just receive that you can be deeply rooted and secure in the love of Jesus that changes everything. Mm. And his power in us will do over and above anything that you might think you could do and certainly could do in your own strength. <laughs> Amen. The Holy Spirit is the comforter. He's the strengthener. He gives us wisdom when we need it. He changes us and others see it. Okay, so others are going to be seeing what God is doing in our lives, whether you've been saved five minutes or 50 years. It's always the Holy Spirit that is at work. Um, John 7, 38, 39 Jesus said this, uh, whoever believes in me, rivers of living water will flow from within them. And by this, he meant the spirit. So we have living water on the inside of us. This love, this joy, this peace, this kindness, his goodness, his faithfulness and everything, his power in us, ready for those who are thirsty. We live and demonstrate him and his kingdom. Amen. In this life, people want truth. And Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. And the Holy Spirit leads us to truth. The Holy Spirit will always lead us to Jesus. The Holy Spirit will always lead us to the Word of God, to you know, pick up our Bible and read a scripture and the Holy Spirit will make that come alive to us. The Holy Spirit leads our life. How many of you know that that is an amazing relief because when we lead it ourselves, we do it so wrong. <laughs> we muck up so badly, but he leads our life. And the thing in these days, like Clive said, there are so many voices. There are so many words out there. There's, there's so much um, uh, either on the news or, or even church-wise prophetically words that are going on. But we need to hear what the Holy Spirit is saying to us individually. Because like we've been hearing, the Holy Spirit in us individually knows us better than we know ourselves. We need to hear what God is saying to us individually as well as us as the church. John 16, 13 says this, however, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. This is what Jesus said. When the spirit of truth comes into you, he guides you into truth for he will not speak on his own, but he will speak what he hears and he will declare it to you what is to come. So God will speak to the Holy Spirit in you, declaring how to be in the days ahead. God knows how to prepare us. Yeah. He knows how to prepare your family. He knows how to prepare the church for the days that we're coming into. And in 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10, it says, no eye has seen no ear has heard, no heart has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. That's amazing. I love that verse. Mm. But God has revealed it to us by the Spirit. The Spirit searches all things, even the deep things of God. So God, the Holy Spirit speaks to us. He speaks into our spirit, into our hearts and into our minds what we need to know. And he searches the deep things of God and makes them known to his people. God wants to be known. He wants his voice heard and his voice spoken out through the church into our families, into our situations, into our neighborhoods, into our cities, into the nation. And we have the mind of Christ. We can think God thoughts the deepest things of God, the mysteries of God, the longings of God. He wants to reveal them to us, his children. 
amazing, his sons and daughters, so that we that can then speak him to those that need to hear him. 2 Timothy 1.6 says this, Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying of my hands. That's just a slightly different version. For God has not given us a spirit of timidity or of fear, but of power, love and self-control. Now you may have fear in your life, Again, you could have been safe five minutes or 50 years and still have fear in your life. But the spirit that God has put in us is not a spirit of fear. It's a, a spirit of power, love and self-control or the mind of Christ, knowing what we need to do in situations. And this is why we need to stir up this gift that is within us. We need to fan into flame the gift that, was, is, that is within us so that the Holy Spirit's voice, God's voice is louder than the voice of the world, louder than fear that might kick off in situations. His, we hear what God is saying to us, what, who He is in us, yeah. amen. Yeah. We need to stir up this gift and in Jude 20, it says, But you, beloved, by building yourselves up in your most holy faith and praying in the Holy Spirit. So we build ourselves up when we pray in the Holy Spirit. Keep yourselves in the love of God as you await the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ to bring you into eternal life. Yeah. So this is amazing. What it's saying is the Holy Spirit keeps us in the love of God. We don't have to be afraid of stepping outside of the love of God because the Holy Spirit keeps us there. He is truth. He will keep us there forever until Jesus brings us into eternal life, amen? And the Holy Spirit doesn't leave us. But before that, it says, build yourself up in the most holy faith and pray in the Holy Spirit. And this stirring up the gift, fanning the flame, into flame the gift, basically, what that means is when we pray in the Spirit, when we pray in tongues, this other language, the language of the Holy Spirit that God has given us, when we pray in tongues out loud, we are stirring up this gift, yeah. okay? And I, I've had to do this many, many times in my life because I had a spirit of fear over me. Whenever I was faced with something that made me afraid and it happened a lot, I would pray in tongues, I would pray in tongues and I would pray out loud and I would stir up, stir up the Holy Spirit in me because he's not a spirit of fear, he's a spirit of power, right? Fan into flame the Holy Spirit, activate the Spirit of God, activate faith in your heart and life when you pray in the Spirit. When we pray in the Spirit, we hear God. When we pray in the Spirit, God speaks. When we pray in the Spirit, God reveals His will. Yeah. This is how we activate the power of God on the inside of us. One of the ways we do it, amen? But we need to pray in tongues and we need to pray out loud. You know, um, we, we didn't, uh, I haven't put the verses up, but in Romans, I think it's 10, it talks about the, faith, the fact that we believe in our heart that, that Jesus died on the cross and God raised him from the dead. And we confess with our mouth that he is Lord. So we could believe in our heart, but we have to speak it out. We, we confess Jesus is Lord and we confess our sins to one another. There are things that we have to do out loud that, that make it real. Amen. Yeah. And it's the same with the Holy Spirit. We have this prayer language on the inside of us, but it's not enough to think it. It's not enough for it to just be there. We have to pray in tongues, in the Spirit, stir up the gift that the mysteries of God are revealed and spoken out. And we can prophesy, we can pray for one another, we can, yeah, just let God out. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> You're getting this, yeah? <laughs> anyway, the mysteries of God are revealed. God wants to download to us, His people, revelation of who He is and what He's doing in our time and in our lives. God wants to release directives to the church. God wants to release his plans and his purposes. God wants to release his strategies for the church, for the season that we're in, but also going forward. God wants to release a spirit of wisdom and revelation of his kingdom into us. So we come to our families, to our neighbours, to our city, to our nation, whatever context God puts us in, we come with God answers. Amen. Yeah. We come with God's strategies. The Holy Spirit, the power that raised Jesus from the dead is in us. And he rises up in us with grace and giftings for where he has positioned you and I. He's positioned us with the answers. He's positioned us with love. 
and peace and mercy and kindness. He's positioned us with power and he's positioned us with words of hope and truth for people in these days. Mm. Now, I just want to come to this part. In Acts 6, um, it speaks in there. So we've been hearing what all the disciples were doing, uh, all the, the body of believers in Acts when the Holy Spirit had been poured out and there, there's amazing, amazing things happening. So many people are, are becoming Christians and um, they, they were getting so busy with the practicalities of helping all these people that were coming to know Christ that the apostles said, let's choose seven men full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom and basically they are going to help all these needy people. They're going to distribute food, okay? A very practical role and meet the needs of the people that were coming. And one person, one guy was called Stephen and they chose this guy as well as another six and said, Stephen was full of grace and power and worked great miracles among the people. Very practical role, feeding the widows, feeding the orphans. But he was operating in what we've been talking about, the grace and power of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And he worked great miracles among the people. And many people were being saved, healed, set free, delivered. And all kinds of things were going on just through distributing food. And the Lord wants to position, is positioning, has positioned us to being very practical help to people in this time. For the church to be moving out into our city looks like something. We're not just all going to go out and pray. We're going to go out and do, but we're going to do it in the power of the Spirit. Not just doing good helps, not just serving um, with a good intent. But in the power of the Holy Spirit, yeah. we can see lives changed and yeah. we're seeing lives changed. Amen. And this leads us on to a guy called Joseph. The Lord was speaking to me about him last week. Joseph, uh, it's, he's in the very beginning of the Bible in Genesis, first book, um, in chapter 45. Um, he uh, was a Hebrew. He had had dreams of, of him standing up and he's, he's 11, 12 brothers and his family bowing down before him. And because of these dreams and, and how they were interpreting them, they uh, sold Joseph off to slavery. And Joseph had had these amazing dreams, but basically he had ended up in slavery. He'd ended up in prison. But because he'd interpreted other people's dreams and ultimately Pharaoh's dream, he was taken out of prison and positioned to a place of leading Egypt in a time of famine. Yeah. And this famine not just went across Egypt, but across the known world at that point. And to uh, uh, the Judea and Sumeria, the land where his family were. And his family came and his family ended up bowing before him because he was the next, the person next to Pharaoh in power. So his dream came true. His dream came true, but in totally a different way to how he would have thought. He went through so much. But what happened when, happened when his brothers came to him needing food at a time of famine? This is what Joseph said to them. He said, God sent me ahead of you to preserve you and preserve a remnant in the earth and to save your lives by a great deliverance. So then it was not you who sent me here, but God. So God had allowed all those things to go on with Joseph for him to come to the place where Pharaoh would raise him up, acknowledge God on his life, acknowledge the wisdom that he had to interpret dreams, acknowledge him. And he said, I am father to Pharaoh and I love that. Some versions say oh, I'm the advisor, but the word is of. I am a father to Pharaoh and what God puts in us, he wants us to have love and compassion and relationship with the world where they see us as yes, as advisors, but as a father, as a mother, as a brother, as a sister, as somebody who loves them yeah. enough to speak into their lives what they need to hear for their well-being. And I am Lord of his entire household and ruler of all Egypt. Now, it's not that God puts us in positions to rule. He puts us in positions to serve. And he puts us in positions to serve in these days where 
We may not have a physical famine here in the UK, but we have unprecedented, unprecedented things going on in our nation and the nations, and God wants to position us, his people, with wisdom, with power, with grace, with love, to be able to serve our communities, our families, our neighbourhoods with God. Yeah. And that may look very well like at the end of the day, he was a distributor of wealth. Yeah. And the Lord was speaking to me about this last week. God wants his people in this time. We are not to be in self-preservation mode as right. the church. We're not battening down the hatches and saying we, we clo we've closed up shop. We are to distribute God. We are to distribute the love of God and we are to distribute the wealth of God. And I read an amazing thing in the news the other day. I read about millionaires in this country. Many of them are begging the government to tax them more so that their wealth can help this nation get back on its feet. And I read that and I was blown away. The heart of these people who have so much and they can see how they can benefit this nation by giving. And I felt the Lord speak to me. There are people in this church, in the church, who have wealth and the Lord wants you to bring it and be wealth uh, distributors for those who are coming in who are needy, those who are going to come in in a time of chaos and great upheaval and even famine maybe in the future, we don't know. Yeah. But God wants all of us, the graces he has put on our life to pull together to be distributors of God yeah. to the people of this world that need him. Amen. And it could look as practical as distributing food that we have an idea that, hey, I want to help my community by giving food or practical things that they need. Shelter for the homeless. It's, it's unending the needs that are going to coming in. We have people coming in who are in need at this time and we want to put programs in place for them to help them out of those needs and into blessing of the blessings of Jesus for them. Amen. We have the hope. We have the answers. We have the life, we have the graces, the giftings, even the wealth amongst us to be a blessing and serve our communities. Mm. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And I ju we just believe this week is, or from now on, you know, like just pray in tongues this week. Yeah. Just very practically yeah. pray in the power of the Holy Spirit. We can live this life so easily without tapping into the power that we have on the inside of us, the power yeah. that raised Jesus from the dead. Yeah. And let's pray in tongues. Let's stir up the gift of the Spirit in us. Let's hear his strategies. Let's have a download from God of how we can bless yeah. Yeah. and serve our communities with who he is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Well, it'd be great just to spend a bit of time just responding, praying, obviously, together across all our homes at the same time, because God hears the sound of yeah. who we are, even though we don't hear the sound of each other in our respective homes. Mm. But God hears the sound of our response to Him. Yes. And, and God has invested his Holy Spirit in us, his power, his life in us. And, and we, as Jane was saying, we want to make sure we are stirring up that life and that power because we're bombarded with so many other things that want to suppress, that want to push us down, that want to try and shut us up and everything. And we want to stir up that gift that is uh, within us. Yeah. Uh, this is uh, in a recent interview, uh, Jurgen Klopp, who is the Liverpool manager, uh, they've just won the Premier League title. He's a, he's a born-again, spirit-filled Christian. And in a recent interview, uh, this is what he said. He said, when you know Jesus, how can you be quiet about that? It doesn't make sense. Wow. So here's, here's a guy who's leading, the, 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 who just won the, uh, the, football, the league, and he's saying, I know Jesus and I, I can't keep quiet. I don't understand Christians that say, well, we have to be careful. We've got to be quiet. We can't. He said, if you know Jesus, you've got to let him out. And, uh, you know, God is working. There's some other things in that story and in that article that I read where God is obviously at work within the football world. OK, and, and we can look on the outside into things like that and say, well, look how much money they're making. Look at all this, that and the other. And we can be a bit judgmental, bit, you know, this. But God is at work. Why? Because God loves people, no matter who they are, where they are and what they're doing. He loves 
people. And, and we want to stir up this gift that is within us because God doesn't want us to be silent either. Yeah. He wants the wind and the fire to be so at work in us Amen. that like the early church, they were tipped out mm, yeah. into the street. They couldn't keep silent. There was a release of God and oh, then they man. began to preach and all yeah. of that. And we know, you know, many, many people began to give yeah. their lives to Jesus. Yeah. So let's just take a few moments, okay? We're going to pray. And what I want to encourage you right now is, you know, when you pray, uh, it's really important that you put words to what you're praying. Prayer is not something you think in that sense. Uh, Prayer is something you put words to. And you know, when you say something, you then think, now, what do I really want to say? What do I really mean here? Because I don't want to say something I don't mean, especially when you're talking to to the Lord in in relationship. And it's the same with tongues. Tongues isn't something that we just, it goes on in our head. Tongues is a language that we verbalize. And so I want to encourage you where you are right now. Let's just begin to pray in tongues for a few moments, okay? And I want you just to pray in tongues and just stir up that gift within you. Now, some of you might like realize at this moment, wow, I don't really pray in tongues that much. I know I've got this amazing gift, Mm. but wow, uh, I don't often pray in tongues. I believe God did activate that. Yeah. Jane, yeah. Jane walks around our house praying in tongues loads, not in a in a super spiritual kind of just you know disconnected from life way, but just because it's like I want to continue to stir up that gift that was in me. We have worship on a lot, and 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 but that and I pray in tongues a lot myself. But Jane constantly, I can hear her coming down the stairs, and I can hear her praying in tongues, and I'm I love that because it's like wow, she's connecting with God, she's praying, and and in that moment you never know when you're just walking down the stairs, you're praying in tongues, and God says, hey, pray for that person at this moment, and you're like right, okay, why? Because what we're doing, we're, we're staying tuned in. Yeah in that That's sense. It. And we want to stay on that Holy Spirit frequency yeah, yeah. in our life. So let's just Very begin good. to pray in tongues together yeah. right now. You, if you don't speak in tongues and you know Jesus and you're filled with the Holy Spirit, then just say, Father, I thank you that because I'm filled with your spirit, mm. you have already given me the gift of tongues. Yeah. I thank you right now for the release of that Amen. as I begin Amen. to pray with everybody yes. else across thank the church. Jesus. So Father, thank I thank you for the activation of that Kiyaraba. gift Hashere. right Hashere. now in people's Hashere. lives. Let's just begin thank to pray together. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for this powerful gift, this language of the Spirit that you've given us that helps to edify our spirit, that helps to build up our spirit man, that enables us to be in tune with you, sensitive to your voice. We thank you for this amazing language that when we speak in tongues, that that relationship, that sensitivity, I thank you when we pray in tongues, we begin to hear your voice. I thank you for that, that language of, of the Spirit, that when we don't know what to do or say, we can pray in the Spirit. We can pray with that language and you begin to give us understanding. You begin to show us what we then can pray and say and declare because you give us your mind, your heart. You lead us to the Word to say, "How hey, now pray this truth, pray this Word. Father, we thank you that stirring up that gift is like stirring up the wind and the fire of your Spirit in us. You've called us to be a people who are led by the wind of your Spirit. What does wind do? Wind, you don't know which way it's coming from or where it's going. It said, so are those who are led by the Spirit. We thank you for the fire of your Spirit, the strength and the heat and the the, the infusing and the intensity of your Spirit that consumes us. We thank you that you want us to be consumed with your Holy Spirit, not consumed with the noise of the world and the noise of everybody else's opinions and words about this, that and the other in life. But you want us to be consumed with your Holy Spirit Spirit. So, Father, I thank you for that consuming in a fresh way right now by your Holy Spirit in every one of our lives. Father, just forgive us where we settle for anything less than your best. You know, when you pray in the Spirit and you pray in tongues, you begin to realize, man, I've settled. I've settled. I've let the dust settle. I've let other things settle on me. And sometimes when you pray in the Spirit, it's like throwing off apathy. It's like throwing off stuff that wants to hold you down, suppress you, and keep you down, and keep you quiet, and make you look at yourself. 
And when we pray in tongues, it's like, no, this is who I am. I'm a man of the Spirit. I'm a woman of the Spirit. I'm a person of the Spirit right now because God has put His Spirit on the inside of me. I refuse to say silent. I refuse to be silenced. And I refuse to allow my spirit to be turned down. I refuse the volume control of my spirit to be turned down to one or to zero. No, I'm going to turn it up to 10 or even 11. I'm going to go beyond the max. Why? Because when I pray in the spirit, God begins to do more than I can ask or imagine. So Father, I thank you for a fresh release in every person, in every home, across every congregation, across this church and anybody connected from any church right now. Fresh release of your spirit to be who you've called us to be. So the light of who we are shines. The sound of this city, city on a hill, the church rises on the inside of us. And like this this phrase that Jurgen Klopp said, when you know Jesus, how can you be quiet about that? It doesn't make sense. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, Father, we thank, thank you right you, now. Fresh activation. Yes, yes. Fresh release. Fresh working of your spirit now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, sometimes we need to pray in the Spirit for a while until there's the beginning of a breakthrough yes, in our lives. Yes, yes. When you pray in the Spirit, it helps to build up spiritual muscle. Yeah, it yeah. helps to build up spiritual um strength and tenacity. Sometimes when you don't know what God is saying, sometimes we just need to pray in the Spirit, not waiting for an experience or not saying, I'm going to, I'm waiting for you to speak. It's like, no, God, I'm going to connect my spirit with the Holy Spirit and I'm just going to pray. I'm going to give myself to you, Holy Spirit. I don't care what I'm feeling. I don't care what the circumstances are. I don't care whatever is trying to come against me. I'm going to just pray in the Spirit and I'm going to keep going till there's a release in me in a fresh way to what is going on in me Amen. by the Spirit yeah. overtakes the other yeah. stuff that might be coming at me from around me yeah. or what might be trying to put me down on the yeah. inside. So Father, I thank you. Yes, Lord. Jesus. For a people of faith. Jesus. A people of strength. Jesus. And that verse that Jane read out, Jesus. we have not been given a spirit of timidity. Yeah or fear, timidity. You know, the the enemy wants you to be timid, oppressed, depressed. No, the Holy Spirit is not a spirit of fear or timidity. He's the spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind, right thinking. Yes. And so, Father, we thank you now. Yes, thank you, Lord. You work in people's hearts that are responding to you. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, Jesus. right now. Jesus. Father, I thank you that you are speaking to people now that don't know you. I thank you, you are on the inside of them right now. I thank you, there's like a, a, a witness, a sound on the, uh, like a, something on the inside going, God is real, God is real, God is real. This is real, what they are talking about. God is looking for your response this morning. He's waiting for your response today. You might know what not to say or how to say it. But you see, God responds to the cry of the heart. He doesn't just respond to, do I have to get the words right? Do I need to say the right things? No, God responds to the cry of the heart. And if there's a cry in your heart today, this morning saying, God, I, I don't understand all this stuff. I don't get all of it necessarily. I don't even know what to pray or how to pray. But God, in this moment, I know that I want you. I know that I need you. And, and God loves to meet needs in our lives, but God isn't just a slot machine. God is not just, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go to God because I need something. And then if he meets my need, great, I'll go on with my life. This isn't God, yes, he does meet needs, but this is about us Do we want him? Do we want to know him? You might understand what that fully means, but you know something is happening on the inside now and you're like, I I need God, I want him, I want to know him. If that's your heart, just tell him now. Put put words to that. Don't just think, put words to it. Say, God, I, I need you. God, I want you. God, I need you to forgive me. My life is a mess. Internally, I'm all over the place. God, I need you. I want you. God, I give you everything. I give you the mess. I give you the stuff. I give you everything I am and have. But God, I want you to give, you my, give me all of who you are now. 
God, would there be that exchange of my life to you and your life coming into me right now. I don't want to live without you anymore. I want you, God. And I thank you. If that's what's been going on, if that's the cry of your heart, God is working in you. God's doing something right now. Mm. And please, either talk to the people in the room with you now if, if that are that do know God and ask them hey what's my next step would you pray with me would you help me mm-hmm. or if you if 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 there isn't anybody with you that knows Jesus or you're on your own please get in touch with us info at kingdomfaith.com info at kingdomfaith.com we would love to talk with you pray with you help you take the next step in in, in what this means in your life and how do you begin a relationship with God. We'd love to help. Maybe some people this morning, as you're part of the meeting, you've been re-surrendering your life to Him, saying, God, I I, I come back to you now. I want to give my life to you in a fresh way. Maybe some of you need healing this morning. I believe God wants to heal people this morning right where you are, because that's what God does. He is the healer. And so give your aches and pains to Him. Give yourself to Him. Give all your stuff to Him right now. Just give yourself to Him now. Say, God, I give you all of this. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Yeah. Thank you, Holy Spirit that you are the frequency of heaven. Yeah. You are the frequency. You are the sound in our lives. And we thank you for this week, right now. You know us each individually, what we need today, tomorrow, Holy Spirit, you come. Yeah. You come with what we need. Yeah. With your presence and your peace and your love, with truth, with wisdom, the power to do what you call each one of us to do this week. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, your frequency, heaven, in our lives and we thank you for healings, salvations, deliverances, provision. We thank you for release, release, release of your kingdom in each one of us this week. Thank you. In Jesus' name. Your presence, Lord, life-changing presence in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, Father, we thank you. Mm. Thank you for what you're doing amongst us. Yeah. Thank you for who you are. Mm. We praise your mighty name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Well, God is so, so good. He's working and moving in every one of our hearts and lives. Just want to encourage you this week, pray in tongues. Yeah. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in tongues. Mm. Uh, pray every day and just see what God does in you and then through you as a result. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.